Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. Do you think one word could cause you to consider how you are living? For example, think of a prisoner, freedom, a soldier, home, a married couple, baby. How about you? You have one? How about four disciples of Jesus? Well, Jesus has myriads of words. His utterances transform, get attention, challenges, causes reflection, convicts, defines, and expresses love. His words are so powerful they wake the dead and surely cause new life to grow everywhere. Today you're going to hear a word that may cause you to cast away a status quo outlook on your spirituality and change your perspective about your role and responsibility as a disciple of Jesus in God's kingdom plan of redemption. You got your tanks? Let's dive in. This segment is titled Discipleship the Way of Life in the Beginning. A word that's a fundamental biblical truth for being a disciple of Jesus is called. Let's look at the word called. I pray it sheds light as God's word and truths are illuminated in our minds and hearts today. So, to be called, one could say, is to be named or entitled or invited, and I would expect everyone would want to be invited and not left out. I was talking with a fellow disciple who's a jarhead, and that's a marine for those who don't know, and he was expressing the overwhelming feeling of gratitude when he was called to the front of the platoon for his hard work and leadership. I didn't have a military comparison to express confirming my understanding, but I did have an athletic experience that verified I was on the same page, and I believe most athletes could relate to it as well. But it also applies to musicians, teachers, pilots, and in the business world, and that's the dreaded old cut list. That's where those who are called to make the team, and then the ones that aren't, they don't. And those who get the first chair and those who are headed to the corner office and those who leave the right seat and take controls in the left. So if your name is not called, you are one of those and you know what happens next. However, if you are called, how many high fives or handshakes did you give out that day? But to be called by God what an amazing honor and privilege it is for anyone that God names and titles and invites to himself. To think God, the creator of the universe, knows exactly who you are and where you are and calls you by name. Now I will say if you've been lethargic, weary, inactive, lifeless, or maybe even abandoned your work as a disciple of Jesus, I pray today that God the Holy Spirit ignites the flame of fire in you and you change your perspective on your role and responsibility as a disciple of Jesus and get to stepping. Amen? Please know God has been calling since eternity past and when he created light, he called it day, and the darkness he called night. You can find this biblical truth in Genesis 1-5. God called the heavens, he called the earth, and he called the seas, and they were so. So, God calls it, and it is so. Even when one drifts away from God due to sin, God calls them to himself 
just like he did Adam. Believe that. Because without God's calling on your life, you are destined to be separated from him forever. God called Abraham, Moses, Aaron, and Samuel. Jesus is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. He's called Messiah, King, Savior, Christ, and Son of God. Jesus even called himself the Son of Man. God calls for events to occur, and when he calls for action to be completed in and through his disciples, action it is. He calls from eternity past, and his voice can be heard in the womb today. So why would being called a disciple of Jesus be so very important? Because when Jesus calls, things happen. You must believe this biblical truth, especially if you are calling yourself a disciple of Jesus. Listen to what happened on a day ordained in a town called Bethany. Well, Jesus was there. And this was no ordinary day, believe that. When Jesus comes into any space and time, it changes from ordinary to extraordinary in the instant his presence breaks into it. Well, that day, Jesus called for Mary, and Scripture says she got up quickly and was coming to him. Well, Jesus was there to mourn the loss of a friend with the family, but also to reveal a mighty work of God in the physical and the spiritual realms. Mary's brother Lazarus had died, so he was dead, bound up in cloth and in a tomb for four days. So when Jesus came to the tomb, he wept. He wept because of the consequence of sin and death that entered the world at the fall of man. And death was on display. But my fellow disciples, so was life. Mary and the others were living through the pain, sorrow, anguish, and grief death causes in humanity. Well, Jesus cries out, which is calling, because he mentioned Lazarus specifically. And praise God, Lazarus walked from the tomb just like Jesus commanded him to do. It has been said that if Jesus would have just said, come forth, without mentioning Lazarus specifically, all the dead would have been raised that day. Praise God. Do you believe this biblical truth? And on another day, when Jesus called the blind man, not only did the blind man get up and move, but those around Jesus moved as well. Your truth, when Jesus calls, you move. Now, once you are called by God, what happens next? Well, first, you move just like everything else he creates. God moves you from spiritual darkness and death to spiritual light and life. God transfers you from the domain of darkness to his marvelous light. God makes you alive. Listen to these two magnificent passages. Colossians 1.13 For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. And Ephesians 
and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. The truth? You're spiritually dead and living in darkness. But God comes into your space, and when he does, new life begins that instant. Thank you, Jesus. This is where growing in the knowledge of God is so vital to your walk as a disciple of Jesus. I don't know what you may believe, but God's sword of the Spirit is a mighty weapon to possess. Believe that, and you need it with you every day you tread on this planet. When God called the initial disciples, they moved. What a wonderful experience it must have been to see God in the flesh and to know that the Spirit of God came and dwelt within them on Pentecost. And one day, my fellow disciples, there will be a God cast on God the Holy Spirit. Believe that. But pressing on, the initial converts who became the initial disciples walk with Jesus. They saw his face, heard his voice, and felt his unending agape love for humanity. They listened to his truth, as he is the living example of truth. That would be why Jesus calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. And you can't find Jesus, excuse me, you can find Jesus' declaration of this truth in John 14, 6. I am certain the initial disciples were fixed on Jesus' every word. They had to be, because he's God. But you want to know something? There were many others who called themselves disciples of Jesus. But they withdrew from following him because his teachings began to penetrate below the surface into their hearts. And it became too much for them to stand. Do you know anyone who's proclaimed to be a disciple of Jesus but now has decided to walk away from the truth? then I would say you need to follow up with them and share this wonderful news of what life is in Christ. But I do love what Peter declares when Jesus asked, you do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Do you believe this truth about who God says Jesus really is? If you're interested in reading about Jesus and Peter's interaction, you will find this truth in John 6, 68 and 69, but I suggest you read the whole chapter. As a disciple of Jesus, reading, studying, and meditating on his word is what his disciples are called to do. How else will you learn how to live? How else will you know how to overcome the world full of bitterness, hatred, and evil? How else will you be able to determine that your fleshly desires seem to be good, but they are really opposed to God? How will you disciple another if Jesus' words are sparse or void in your heart and mind, how will you defend yourself if you do not know that you need to take up and put on the armor of God? 
If you are someone that knows and admits that you lived a life when the deeds of your flesh were not only evident but in control of your life, and now the truth has come to your tent, and you no longer live a disobedient life to God and living the way you choose, and now you're living and following Jesus, then praise God. But now, as a disciple of Jesus, you are experiencing life. And I hope you too will repeat what Peter said with the same conviction. And you will do the disciple work God has called you to do. Amen? Do you really understand God's calling on your life? This disciple, excuse me, this life as a disciple of Jesus is costly. What are you willing to pay to walk the way Jesus did? Be mindful. I've yet to even mention the schemes of the enemy that is setting snares along the way for all of Jesus' disciples. Have you stepped in one lately? Being a disciple of Jesus is way deeper and has more meaning than this easy believism that's being taught today. Please understand, lives had been martyred because of Jesus, his teaching, and the way of life he is calling his disciples to live. Do you believe Jesus is who he says he is? You have access to his words. Why are you allowing your flesh and the enemy to keep you from them, and most importantly, him? The days are passing by, and you will be at the end of your life before you know it, and then you will be face to face with God. What will you say to him? What will you do when you find out you were really only practicing lawlessness versus doing the will of the Father? Well, understand there is a consequence for disobedience to Jesus's commands and you will find it in Matthew 7:23. Believe me, it's the scariest thing I have ever read or heard. Believe that and I pray you don't find out how scary and horrific it really is. You must treasure God's word. You must write them on a tablet of your heart. You must permeate, it must permeate your mind like the initial disciples and all disciples since. God's calling on your life is a phenomenal spiritual change in each and every disciple of Jesus. And this change happens by God the Holy Spirit. All disciples of Jesus are converts. No one. Let me repeat that. No one is born a disciple. If you have listened to my previous Godcast, you may have heard me say, it's God's word coming alive in you. Well, here's God's word coming alive in you today. It's Romans 8.30. And it says, And these whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. Oh, I can expect many to argue, but I will say, just look at the plain truth of the word. God, from eternity, foreknew what he desired to do, and he did it. And in doing so, he caused it to be what he desired. It takes the work of God to conform us to the image of Jesus. And that's your Romans 8.29. 
you will either see Jesus' characteristics and likeness in your life as a disciple, or you won't. There's no gray area there. And whether anyone asks you, what is God's plan for their life? Well, the answer is, it is to be conformed to the image of Jesus. It's surely not the things of this world. Believe that. It's in and by the work and power of the Spirit of God, that is, the disciple is justified. And it will be in Jesus Christ that his disciples will be glorified. Can I get an amen for the Spirit's faithful work in disciples of Jesus? God's Word has so many wonderful and powerful passages to identify and define God's Word, will, and work. And it removes any doubt as who the creator of life really is. If God created life in the first place, when he made man from the soil and fashioned him into his own image and likeness and then created woman from the rib of the man, then it's God that creates the new creations in the spiritual life as well. Listen to these two powerful passages and their memory verses as well. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And 2 Corinthians 5.17, which was one of the first memory verses I had committed to memory because of this wonderful promise. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things pass away. Behold, new things come. The new things that have come is this life as a disciple. Discipleship becomes the way of life. It's not just something you add to your life. It is the way to live. As a disciple of Jesus, you learn how to follow him as a sheep follows after the shepherd, like a student follows after the teacher and the soldier follows after their commanding officer. Who are you following? Look at your feet. Where are you walking? And then found yourself standing, and now you are seated. Discipleship is responding to your calling and living in obedience to God's commands. It's responding in faith to your calling as you are led by the Spirit of God. You act upon the Spirit of God's promptings and trust God with every step you take because God's command is for you to be conformed to the image of himself. And then you go and make disciples. May I ask, are you going and making? So, as you begin this journey as a disciple of Jesus, you must be a student willing to learn of God and his truths. How can you be a disciple of Jesus if you don't desire to read what the teacher, God, has to say? Because you need to know what he is saying in order to respond in obedience to it. Jesus says in John 14:15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. As we head back up, take this with you. 
I could not think of anything else that would be more beneficial than God's word to take with you today. I pray it will be the constant reminder of what God through his love, grace, and mercy has done in your life when he called you as his disciple. Here are the four passages, and I'll give you the book, chapter, and verse. And they are a great reminder of what God has done in the lives of his disciples. The first one is Romans 1.6, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.9, God is faithful through whom you are called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 2 Thessalonians 2.14, it was for this he called you through our gospel that you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, 2 Timothy 1.9, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace with which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. So remember, to be a disciple of Jesus, you must be called by God himself. Because if he don't call, you ain't coming. Let me pray for you. Abba, we love you and we thank you for today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, I'm truly humbled that I would be able to proclaim this wonderful truth and I want my feet to be the beautiful feet that bring the gospel of peace, the good news of what you can do and have been doing in the lives of your disciples. I know there's someone. I ask that you open their ears to hear the truth of your word, open their heart to receive the truth of your word, because I know that you said, blessed are those who have ears to hear. So bless them so that they will have ears to hear the truth of who you are so they too can go and make disciples. And for those who have not moved in a bit, that you would send your spirit to light that flame and encourage them that the harvest is plenty and the laborers are few. So therefore, I'm beseeching you, Lord, to send laborers out into the harvest so that your will and your ways and your truth may continue to go on and on as you planned. You call it, and I know it is to be. And thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity to just be a voice in a wilderness proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. I thank you, praise you, and give you the glory. 
And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And know that we'll be picking up next time in discipleship to continue to talk about this wonderful work of God. You have a great week of worship and keep walking the way.